There are just 70 days until the November elections, and as we head into the fall, the political winds seem to be shifting towards a tighter competition for control of Congress than many thought just a few months ago. Lisa Desjardins has more. Abortion, inflation, and investigations into the former president are all hot topics in the midterm cycle with the potential to reshape how voters look at their choices this election. Here to assess it all are Amy Walter of the Cook Political Report with Amy Walter and Tamara Keith of NPR. Hello to both of you virtually. Ladies, summer is ending, school is starting. It feels like we're moving into the next political season as well. And Amy, the Cook Political Report, I noticed last week, changed its overall forecast. Now your team sees more of a ripple, as you put it, than a wave for Republicans in the midterms in the House. Why is that? And how much of that has to do with presidents, both current and former? Yes, you summed it up pretty well, Lisa, by uh, looking at the three topics that we think have had the biggest impact on turning what was looking like a red wave into, at this point, a much smaller one. And uh, especially in the House, our House editor, David Wasserman, has changed our forecast from one that uh, was predicting Republicans gaining somewhere between 20 and 30 seats uh, to one now that is more 10 to 20 seats. Mm. And uh, um, the you know big reasons are the ones that you mentioned, abortion, Trump, and lower gas prices. On abortion, the since the decision came down at the end of June that overturned Roe versus Wade, what we've seen is an increase in Democratic enthusiasm. We've seen it in special elections, specifically uh, the special election in the Hudson Valley in New York that we talked about last week. But we've seen it in a number of other redder districts where the Republican turnout um, just didn't match what we had seen in 2020. And so that's one factor, increased Democratic enthusiasm. And you're right, President Trump, a ubiquitous presence on the, uh, the political scene. He himself doesn't want to leave uh, the, the, the stage. But it's also true that what we're seeing from candidates is that they, Republican candidates specifically, are embracing him and his uh, theory, the big lie about the election. I think that's turning off a bunch of voters, many of whom Republicans had wanted to pick up in this election uh, on the issue of the economy. But instead, what they're seeing is more of the Trump chaos that many of them voted against in 2020, even as they weren't particularly excited about voting for Joe Biden. It's so interesting. Democrats are supposed to be entirely on defense, but we're seeing some moves that speak of offense to me, like Tam President Biden is going to have a primetime speech on Thursday from Philadelphia. Why is he doing that now? What is the political goal there? Right. So he's delivering a speech about the soul of the nation uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, he has delivered speeches about the soul of the nation before, namely during his campaign for president, his successful campaign for president. Uh, and, and part of what he's doing here is laying out his midterm message. Democrats have this sense that they could tie together several of the themes out there that are motivating Democratic voters, fears about the state of American democracy, uh, as well as fears about abortion rights uh, going away. And, and the abortion rights issue is something that is front and center for many voters that isn't purely a Democratic motivator, but is also motivating some independent voters as well. 
And, and President Biden, with this speech, uh, is, is laying out his case, which is that people's rights are on the line. You know, in recent years, political philosophy in this country has also impacted the psychology of this country significantly. And over the weekend, we heard this from one of Trump's staunchest allies in Congress, Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be riots in the streets. You know, I've covered Senator Graham a long time, going back to South Carolina. He's a man who likes exclamation points, literally puts those on his press releases every time. But I want to ask you, Amy, about the temperature right now. You know, words like that sound different now than they did 20 years ago. What's the temperature like now? And what do you take about are politicians acknowledging anger or are they stoking anger? Well, Lisa, we could have like a multi-hour yeah. discussion about that, that we can't fit into this Politics Monday, but it is a very important question. And look, when we see where voters are today, with so many of them saying they believe that every single election is about saving the country. It's no longer just about, I'm voting for the candidate I like or sending a message against the candidate I dislike. It is, if my side loses, that is a danger to what it means to be America and American democracy. Both sides are believing this. But I think for Republicans especially, and this is why we're seeing the winds change somewhat, it is dangerous to be continuing to hold on to the Trump mantle. Look, a truism in politics is that midterm elections are almost always a referendum on the party in charge. And right now, President Biden, although his approval ratings have gone up a slight bit, he is still in very dangerous territory, only about 42 percent approval rating. His approval ratings on the economy are very deeply underwater. Republicans are trusted more on the economy. When you talk to Republican strategists, who are in these tight races this year, they want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about Donald Trump. And they have been really caught flat-footed about talking about abortion, where it's now Republicans who are being cast as being on the extreme, changing the status quo, Democrats defending the status quo. Tam. Yeah, so I interpreted uh, Senator Graham not as making a threat, but making a prediction or, or issuing a warning, if you will. Uh, the, the temperature, as you say, is uh, the, the, the temperature of the nation is not in a good place. And in particular, uh, in, in the, the right-wing fever swamps of the internet, uh, it is common practice to talk about violence against Trump's opponents, to talk about wanting violence or uh, uh, otherwise glorifying violence. And, and, and Lindsey Graham isn't just talking about this in the abstract. There was already January 6th. He was in the Capitol when that happened. Uh, and there was also uh, a supporter of the former president who posted on Truth Social as he was headed to a Cincinnati FBI field office to try to um, you know, get revenge for the search warrant being executed at Mar-a-Lago. So this is not abstract at all. I'm going to, in just our last minute here, attempt one other important but complicated question. And Tam, first to you. President Biden is moving on student loans, extending and expanding, trying to that loan forgiveness. Um, what are the risks and rewards, though? Not every Democrat thinks it's a great idea. 
Yeah, there certainly are some moderate Democrats who uh, have some concerns about it. And uh, from the Biden perspective, this was a campaign promise that he made, and it is a campaign promise that he is now venturing to keep. And there was a lot of pressure, uh, particularly from younger voters. He has, for some time, had younger voters quite frustrated that that he made promises that he wasn't keeping. Well, in the last month or so, uh, thanks to uh, the legislation on climate change and this, uh, there are a lot of things for younger voters to be happy about, though I don't know that this will be any more motivating than they already are motivated about abortion rights. Amy, in a few seconds, what about non-college educated voters? There are Democrats too, right? Some of them? That's absolutely right. Look, the risk is that it allows Republicans to refocus this election back to where they've wanted to go all along, which is to say Democrats are the party of reckless spending. The inflation is incredibly high because of their policies. We are in a very dangerous, fragile place. And this is a very uh, dangerous economic policy to push through without a vote in Congress. As usual, you two did triple sow cows in a cubicle for us on Politics Monday. Amy Walter and Tamara Keith, thanks to both of you. You're, You're welcome. welcome.